All right, hallelujah tonight. Give God praise for another beautiful evening to share with us and bring us the Word of God. I trust that our day has been great and um, another awesome privilege to bring to us again the Word of God. Hallelujah. I want to thank uh, Brother Laulu and all the media team for the reminders and the, and the support being given for the work. Allah will not forget your labors of law and will reward us all accordingly in Jesus' name. Uh, I want to appreciate also Brother Manuel tonight for the transcription. Um, thank you for always helping out as a family of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I'm glad tonight to continue in our teaching. And without much ado, I want us to step into the word tonight. And let's take a word of prayer together. We thank you, our Heavenly Father, for your love and your preservation. Thank you for this time of the Word, because we know by your Word we are encouraged, we are built up, and we keep our eyes on you. Thank you because your Word brings faith, because by hearing of your Word, faith cometh. And faith that we have is the faith that we repose on you. Thank you because today your word will cleanse, will wash, strengthen and build us up. Even in you and in your knowledge. Thank you because our eyes are opened to the reality of your word tonight. And we are changed to the same image like you. We are changed to the same image like your patience, like your love, your holiness, your sanctification, your power, from glory to glory. Thank you because by this we conquer and we have the victory over the world. In Jesus' name. Bless my hearers and my listeners tonight. Cause your hope, your faith and your love to rest in us. That through this tumultuous world and through the chaos we'll find rest in you. Thank you, Father. I pray we thank you tonight. In Jesus, much less precious name we pray. Everybody said Amen. Amen. Praise God tonight. Um, I want to appreciate you all tonight for joining in and um, tuning into tonight's meeting. I believe you've been blessed like I always have been every time the Word of God comes. Um, last class we were discussing spiritual growth. I intend to continue from where I stopped, um, but I said that I will have you plot the graph of the processes or the stages or the progression of spiritual growth, and I have six, six stages that I have enumerated here. Um, some others will make it seven, but I want to make it six. And um, in explaining these six, you'll be able to see yourself and where you are and where you ought to be and where God wants you to be and how He wants you to get there. We're going to know the, the what, um, the where, and the how 
um, and I want you to patiently follow uh, me in these studies. But um, like I always say, I don't want to, in this Bible study, we don't rush things in Bible studies, we take it so that we can understand um, the plan and purpose of God. Um, you know, I said in the last class that your usefulness in the kingdom is directly tied to your spiritual growth. And one of the words the Lord gave us in this year is that our progress in the spirit, or even in the natural, is tied to our growth in the spirit. And if you read Jesus' account in Matthew chapter 6, um, verse 33, he said, seek ye first, seek ye first. You know, when God says seek ye first, first means first. Um, when you hear the word first, you can't put it second. Just like Apostle Paul was writing to, to, to Timothy in First Timothy 2, he said, I exhort therefore that first prayers be made for kings and those in authority. That's what we pray for our leaders. Is, is important in the, in the heart of God, especially for the New Testament church. But Jesus was speaking profoundly, and you know, some of us we put some priorities wrong. We, we set some things in, 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 in wrong order. And you know, I keep emphasizing to us when I teach that we are now in the kingdom. See your wife like God wants us to see our wives as Christians. You know, I remember Jesus speaking something to the disciples. And this evening, follow me, I'm just going to share little things. And I'm coming to something that I want to start with tonight. Just follow me, I know you're blessed. You know, Jesus was, was speaking to the disciples. And um, James and John came to him and said, Master, we want to be on your right, on your left in the kingdom. We want positioning. And then um, the mother also intervened. Um, the reason they did that was because in their day, they were under the Roman rule. And um, the, the Romans took their philosophy from the Greeks. Um, and one of the strategies of the Roman rule is that they lord things over their subjects. They, they, they lead by manipulation and force. If you don't want to accept, they will force you to accept. They will, they will punish you, their penalties for disobedience. In fact, the point of death. You see, one of the things they, they use uh, crucifixion to do is to cow people. And that's why people are crucified on a, on a hill. So everybody sees, if you disobey, that will be your end. So, so the purpose of crucifixion is for intimidation to subjugation. So people really were subject, not because they, they, they were enjoying the people's rule, but because of the penalty of not obeying. So the cause of disobedience was high, was death. And that was how the the Romans ruled in the days of Jesus. Jesus actually um, lived in that day. And so, James and John came to him and said, Jesus, we want to be on your right and your left. And Jesus said, you don't know what you're asking for. He said, he said can, can, can you drink of the cup? He said, yes, we can drink. And really, they, they drank. Because they died gruesome death, both of them. Um, but he said, what you're asking for, I can't give that one. Except those is the meant for. Uh, but tonight I'm not going to that detail. But let me show you what I'm, where I'm going to. He answered them, "This is how to lead in the kingdom. You must be servants." So you see, in the world, it is manipulation. It is it is intimidation. But in the kingdom, is by what service. So everything about the kingdom of God is almost parallel or opposite to what obtains in the world. So if the pattern of your life is not being, is, is not, 
it's not, it's not being antithetical to the world. That means you are, you are not yet fulfilling the laws of the new covenant. Are you following me tonight, church? If the way you deal with your wife, your, your children, your friends, is the same way the world deals with themselves, that means you've not fully understood or entered the reality of what it means to be born again. So being born again is not a thing that we, we just speak with mouth. It's a thing that we live. It's a reality that we live by. So Jesus came to reveal to us. He didn't come to start a religion called Christianity. In fact, that word is a mockery term for those who were behaving like Jesus. It wasn't a term coined by Christ himself. What we will be called, actually it should not be Christians, it should be members of the body of Christ. But it's not wrong to call Christians because we know what it means now. So there's, there's, there, is, there is a prize, there is, there is, there is, there is a, 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 there's an expectation of you from God. In this new kingdom. Remember they keep asking Jesus. Um, 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 what we do is he said no. You, you've heard it was said of old. But now I say to you. Now if Jesus is your savior. And is your lord. Your master. Then you must learn to abide by, by the things he has said you should do now. So let not your Christianity be, be of, of just words. Or your look. But let it be of your life and your character. A man can be born again but still not built up in character. Because when you get saved, it is your spirit that gets recreated or gets regenerated. But if your spirit is truly and genuinely recreated and regenerated, it affects your mind, your soul, your thinking. Let the light in your spirit so shine before men that they may see. So what makes you a believer are the things you begin to do that looks like Christ. Not just professing. So when we get born again, it affects our spirit and then gets to our, our, our minds. Um... Tonight, let me say a few things to us because I, I, I always love reminding you. Uh, there's a popular proverb in the Yoruba dialect that says, Remember the son of who you are and where you're coming from. There is something I want to remind you of tonight as I, as I go into this teaching a little bit further. Because if you don't. Because of the several things that happen today in our world, sometimes our memory can fail. That's why we remind ourselves. If you remember Paul kept telling Timothy, remind them of these things. Now, if you read First Timothy and Second Timothy, you find up to five to six times where Paul said in that letter, "If you remind them of these things, you will be a good and faithful minister of God." So essentially, the work of the minister is to remind the flock who they are in Christ, who God is to them, and what God has promised to do for them after now. That is the essential work of the minister. And that's what I strive to do always, to remind you. And tonight I want to remind you of a thought as we, as we, as we explore I'm growing spiritually. You know, First Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty-three says, Paul writing and praying for the church in 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 Thessalonica. He says to them, "I pray that God will sanctify your whole spirit, soul, and body unto the day of Jesus." 
He will keep until the day of Jesus. Listen, friends, tonight, there is the day of Jesus, and that's the day we are all waiting for. That's, that's why he's still God. In, 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 in Ephesians, chapter number, number, number 1, from verse 13 and 14, it says, The Holy Ghost has been given to us as a seal until that day. Praise God. So everything is done in redemption is to the day of his coming. So we are not made perfect or complete until He returns. His returning is our perfection. And so we must put this in our minds. And we must, we must, be, we must, we must, be, we must be looking forward toward it every day. For that's the day of our joy. You know, when somebody gets married, they will sing, they'll sing a song. This is my day of joy. Not really. Marriage on earth is not the day of your joy as a believer. Building a house or doing housewarming is not the day of your joy. There is nothing on this earth that, is, that, that should be equated to the day of your joy. The day of your true joy is the day you see Jesus face to face. Someone say amen tonight. That's the day of our joy. That's the day, that's the, that's the peak of our, of, 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 of our existence. In fact, the day we sin face to face is, is the day we truly begin to live. Hallelujah. That's the hope we have in Him. You know, tonight, I, I, I just want to share this with us and, and to encourage us in this journey. Let me tell you, child of God, the day you get born again, God brings you into the family and you become a pilgrim going to heaven. Maybe you don't know tonight. Let me show you that scripture. First Peter chapter number one. Come with me tonight. First Peter chapter one. Let me get that for you tonight. Uh, it talks about us as pilgrims. Hallelujah. Just let me um, 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 touch that down. Okay. Okay, sorry. First Peter 2. 2. Chapter number 11. First Peter 2, 11. You know, one of the things that the enemy used... Now, listen, I'm coming to it tonight. So I'm one of the things he uses... He uses the the concept of adaptivity. Let me use that word. It makes us to adapt. And once you adapt to this world, you forget where you are going to. You are not meant to adapt. Bible says in Romans 12 verse 2, he said, Be not conformed to this world. Every day you wake up, you must know that you are not of this place. Hallelujah. We are going somewhere and when you understand that, it, it changes your perspective and your, and your orientation to life and how you carry your faith. He said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, Apostle Peter, we know, saw Jesus face to face, and he spoke with him several And he said something here in chapter 2, verse 11. He said, dearly beloved, I beseech you as word strangers and word pilgrims. No matter how sweet this world is, we are still pilgrims here. Hallelujah. And guess what? Your home is always better than diaspora. No matter how it looks. No matter how the diaspora looks like, you are still a second class person there. They tell you, 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 you are, you are, you are, you are, you are someone that works from Atoniwa. I don't know English for it. You walk there. You didn't come there with your head. So no matter how 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 cozy the diaspora is, there's something somewhere in you that, that makes you know that really I'm not of this place. We are pilgrims on this earth. We are strangers. 
Some of us live as though we are, we are, we are at home. No, we are not at home here. And that's what you, you must know as a believer. Every saint of God must know in this time, as we expect is appearing, that we are not at home. We are strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Here what he says there. Therefore abstain from fleshly loss, which war against the soul. Praise God that we, are, we, we have a home with God. John 14 verse 1, and Jesus said, you know, you know this is what keeps you going, amen. When, when, when the wind, when the storm, the temptation, the pressure comes, you just know, amen, you know that there's a home for you in heaven. Bible said, and Abraham, when he was called out, he, 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 he was seeking for a city whose builder and maker is God, child of God. Do you know that where we are going to, the maker of the city and the builder is God himself, hallelujah. As I hope, let me let me cheer you up tonight with with the truth of God's word. Jesus said in John fourteen word, He says, "Let not your heart." You see, He, he said this, this this words when He was about to leave the earth. You know, He had been with them for three no okay for three and a half years of ministry. He had been on earth for 30 years, God being on earth. And the time has come. He said, Father, now my time has come that my word, you might glorify me with the glory I had with you from the beginning. Child of God, there's a glory in Christ that we shall see. No too long time from now, hallelujah. When he comes back in glory, we shall go with him. There's a glory. You see, in John 14 verse 1, it says, let know your heart be troubled. Why? Their hearts were troubled because they were already Gotten used to him being with them. Don't get too used to the earth. Don't get too comfortable with the things of the world. Hallelujah tonight. Don't get too used to it. Don't get like don't, don't be like a toad that was kept in, in water and water was being heated over time in in a, in a bouncing corner and the toad didn't know because uh, the, the, the the more water was 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 being heated, the more his body adapted to the heat until. The toad became, you know the story. The disciples were used to Jesus providing for them. They were used to Him shielding them. They were, they, 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 they were used to His miracles. They were used to His power. Nothing defied Him. This was the only man they saw in history that nothing could defy. Even the wind and the storm, they obeyed Him. Oh, they said, what kind of man is this? And they worshipped Him. And, and somebody says, He's going. They said, no, you are going nowhere. They were getting used to the earth. Getting used to Him. But they said, no, the ultimate is not here, child of God. Hallelujah. The ultimate is there. I came here to prepare you for there. Amen. Praise God. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God also in me. He says, he says for in my father's house are many mansions. If you're not so, I will not have told you so. For I'm going there to prepare a place where I am. Praise God. I'm glad that one day where he is, I will be. You know they say some food we eat is what kills us, kills us, and is true. But there, there's no food that gives us that will kill us, amen. Every food we eat will give us more life, hallelujah. And therefore, I want you to know us as a saint and a child of God, as we, as we, as we aspire to grow. That's why I'm, I'm teaching you about spiritual growth, because it's not everything that has to do with this world, amen. He came that we may have life and have life in abundance. And notice this evening, uh, there's this gift that God has given to every one of us. A gift. And you see, there are all kinds of gifts on earth today. And each one has its own significance. You know, the occasions that you do that men give you gifts. Maybe your wedding, or your dinner anniversary, or your birthday, or on your graduation, whatever thing, people give you gifts. Hallelujah. And the gifts they give you, most times means a lot, depending on some parameters. Not all gifts are important. That's why... During wedding, when you start opening the gift, you start seeing plastic spoons, plastic fork. That's once you just clean the room. When you carry the gift, it's heavy, you look at something, something's there. You know, you start sorting out the gifts to know, to, to know which one is, is good. In fact, 
So Moses name or you see the name is that is the all they can give me. You throw it away. But you see, you search for for value in gifts. And gifts are very important in life, and we keep them depending on three parameters that I have tonight. What makes you keep a gift? We are all human beings and, 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 and we, we love being, being gifted things of value. But what the parameters that we use, I have three children I want to mention to you. The first parameter that makes a gift important to you, one, is the value of the gift. Hallelujah. You value a gift even if you don't know who the giver is or the giver is even anonymous. It is no more, you see, the, if the gift is valuable, you, 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 you don't care who gives it. It becomes something you treasure and keep. So one of the things that makes a gift valuable is the value of the gift. Hallelujah. And thanks be to God that God in Christ Jesus did not give us a car in redemption because a car can be destroyed. He didn't give us a house in redemption because a house can be repossessed. But and he, he didn't give us a job in redemption because a job can be lost and that can be found. But guess what? He gave us his only son. He gave us actually himself. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's no higher gift, there's no value than God giving us Himself. Child of God, your salvation is of, of, of the greatest value than every other thing on earth. John 3.16, Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave, He gave, He gave you, He gave you, hallelujah, His only Son, praise God. Hallelujah. What you have as a gift of salvation tonight, child of God, is the gift of the only Son, the only begotten of God, full of grace and truth. So I don't care what anybody else has. If I have Him, then I have all things also. Glory to God. He didn't die for me to have a car. He didn't die for me to have a house or have a job. He died that I might live. Glory to God. You see, child of God, what you are carrying is called eternal life in Christ Jesus. He's a salvation of the very God Himself. Ephesians 2 8, for by grace are you saved through faith. It is not of your own, it is a gift of God. It praise God. It's a gift. God has given you a gift wrapped in eternity that, that, that has value from now till the ages to come. Hallelujah. Therefore you must live your life eternally grateful to Him and cherish and keep it. Mark 8, 36-37 says For what shall it profit a man See, because today in our world, many things are being, are being pushed to us to us. But no, we have an anchor, we have a hope, praise God in Christ Jesus. We must stay with Him, amen. For we have greater things in Him than the whole world put together. Before I read Romans 8:6, you know what the Bible says about Jesus in Hebrews 1? Hebrews 1, Hebrews 11. Bible says in Hebrews 1, it says, it says, it says, it says, God, 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 what opposes all things by what they what this is for me. Hebrews 1, verse, verse 3. Please read for me, Hebrews 1, verse 3, quickly. Let me show you that. Hebrews 1, verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory, yes. and the expressing image of his presence, yes. and upholding all things by the word of his power. He is, up, is upholding how many things? All things by the word of his power. He said in Colossians, he said, For by him were all things made, whether it be thrones or dominions or powers or, 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 or principalities, all things were made for him and by him, through him and for him. He made all things. Hebrews 11 verse, verse 3. Bible says, By faith we understand the walls were framed by the word of God and the things which appear came from things which cannot be seen Amen. everything was made by the word but when God wanted to save us he came by himself glory to God the world was made by his word but our salvation was procured by his life 
The world was made by His word. Everything you see today was made by the word of God. But you see, our salvation was procured by His very life. Romans 26, For what shall it the man if he gains the whole world and lose his soul? For what can he make in exchange? Do you know that? That means there is nothing you can exchange for your soul. Hallelujah. Your soul is preserved in God. Your soul is a gift from God. Your salvation is, 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 is the greatest of God's gift to you. Therefore, you are in the advantage. And let nobody tell you you are disadvantaged by being born again. No, they are the ones that are disadvantaged. For every man that is in Christ Jesus is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are now new in Christ. Amen. You know, somebody who has lost bearing in life wants men food to go with him. People who have nowhere to go always want people also to go with them where, where, where they are going to. And guess what? Empty barriers make what? The loudest of the noise. So one of the things that make a gift valuable or, or, or important is worth the value of the gift. And the value of your gift of salvation is very, very valuable. Hallelujah. We are saved in Him. We are saved in Christ. Keep up with tonight. Hebrews 9 verse 14. Put it tonight. Now I'm showing you this thing so you know. And, and, and when a gift is like this, this problem, what do you do? You preserve and keep it and nourish it, amen. You, you, you keep it very well, praise God. Let me show you how valuable your gift is, amen, tonight. And let nobody talk you out of this. For the devil is looking for a way to talk you out of whom God has made you. Notice he came to eat. Genesis 1, verse 6. And God said, Let us make man in our own image. After our likeness, let's make them. And Bible says, verse 7, And God made man in word, in his own image. Praise God. But look at it. Then when he came to eat, in Genesis 3, verse 1, he came and said, Had God really said, He wants to come and talk you out of what God has called you. Child of God, once you are saved, God has put his premium on your life. Doesn't matter what happens to you in the world, matter what, no matter how, how difficult things may seem, it doesn't change God's reality that he has placed his premium and his value on you and is preparing you for his heavenly kingdom. He's letting you know, child of God, that everything on earth doesn't end here. We are pilgrims, we are strangers, we are going to a place. Therefore, we must live as though we understand this and keep ourselves pure and avoid things that we call Contaminators. <laughs> Hebrews 9 14, read for me, sir. How much more shall, the much more shall the blood of Christ the spirit, through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God? For your conscience is to see the blood of Jesus has something to do with the Holy Spirit that was offered to God. It took the Father, the Son, and the Spirit to walk out your redemption. Glory to God. That's how valuable your salvation is. Let the devil not talk you out. Let trouble not talk you out. Don't, don't doubt your faith. Keep on it because it's a part of life. Hallelujah. Gifts are very important depending on the value. Two, on the occasion. You know when somebody comes to give you a gift, when 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 it's no occasion, you start to, you, you start to say to the person, you are driving out of your estate. Someone comes and says, "I have a gift for you." Say, "I'm from what? Where? How? Where? What?" The occasion. How did we get this gift of God? There was a special occasion of God that God has planned before the world was formed. Glory to God. There was a special day for you. 
Especially Quran that God has for every one of you. Not for you alone, but for everyone. But you came to the knowledge of that occasion and you came into it by faith and you rightly appropriate the grace, the grace of God by confessing Christ and becoming your Lord. Because the day you got married to Jesus, that was the occasion where the gift was issued to you. There was a day you put points. There was a day you stepped out in faith. There was a day you began this journey. Hallelujah. You stood before many witnesses. Having had the gun preached unto you, you made up your mind to follow. And ever since you've not looked back, ever since you've seen God's faithfulness, though there were ups and downs, yes, it's part of the deal, it's part of the world. But God has remained faithful. The occasion determines. Now on this occasion, it was the day you got married to Him. Praise God forevermore. God prophesied His coming. That the seed of the woman shall come at the point in history and bruise the head of the serpent. Hallelujah. And, 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 and it shall hang on the tree. And everyone that call upon his name shall be saved. You called upon that name and you said, the occasion was the day you called on him. It was a specific day, a specific time and moment. No one can come to Christ without him knowing the Lord. You know, I don't want you to ever in your life, as you walk on this earth, ignore or refuse to see the hope of Christ's salvation. I want to daily taste, I want to daily experience Him, taste of Him daily. Taste of the Lord daily. You know, in John 4, Jesus was physically hungry. Uh, and disciples went to buy him victuals, buy him food. And when they came, they saw him talking. And they asked him, Has anyone come to eat? And, 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 and he said, Well, I have food that you don't know of. You see, until you know in your spirit that you have a hope and a kingdom that the world doesn't know of, your faith will be shaky. I know. I know beyond the shadow of the doubt that on the occasion of my salvation, something changed in me. Something was altered in me. A new heart was given me, and I alone know it. It has nothing to do with what my environment says. It has nothing to do with what my country says. It has nothing to do with what the climate is saying, or what the government is saying. It has all things to do with what I know from the inside. Something changed. And so we say in those days, he touched me. Yes, he touched me. I know the joy that fills my soul. Something happened. And now I know, you know, you know, in, in my life, when a woman with that blood touched him, she knew something left. Child of God, something has happened to you. Because of the reality of Christ. Touched you. Tonight quickly. The third point is a giver. What makes a gift valuable is the giver. Remember the Bible? The, the, 
If I give you a gift right now, you burn with Because your pastor gave me a gift. I some of you, no matter how you hate worry, if worry autographs a book for you that you want to keep it. Not because of him, but because of the office. That a president autographed a book for me. Well, I don't know if I would take all things. You know, some authors who are well known authors, they pride in, in telling you I will personally autograph, and people queue for autographs. I've seen them before. Because of the, of the persona of the author. And the books that the author autograph, you don't keep them with the normal ones, you keep them specially. Because you, you sign it and write his name. True, of course. You, you cherish it because you just want to speak that scripture over your life. That a time came in history, like this is so and so and so sign for me, autograph a book for me. So the, 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 the persona of the giver determines how precious the gift is. Hallelujah. And do you know, child of God, that the giver of your salvation is not ordinary man, praise God. It's not ordinary human, hallelujah. It's not, it's, not, it's not the whole world combined, but it's the almighty God. He's the one that has saved you. He's the one that has called you. He's the one that has blessed you. He's the one that has separated you. He's the one that has promised you life. He's he, he, he the one that has, that, that has caused his son to come and die and shed his blood. He's the almighty. Everything in this whole world is in his hand. Bible calls him the king of kings. The Lord of Lords is the only potentate. It's all. He feels all things. All things were made for Him and by Him. Hallelujah tonight. He's a giver. John 3 16, Bible says, For God. For God. Not the devil. Do you know the devil is a created being? He's a cherub. Hallelujah! The devil is created. In fact, his end is, 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 is already been, 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 been predetermined by God. Hallelujah! And your future also is in the hands of God. Your future is life, but his is condemnation to hell and death. For God so loved the world that he gave. Hallelujah! So the giver of your salvation is God himself. What a precious gift we have. Given to us by the Father. Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.19 It says, so we that God was in Christ Jesus. Amen. You see, God was, was the one that actually planned your redemption. God was the one that actually orchestrated our salvation. Therefore, hallelujah, we have the gift of God. So if you are looking for the gift that God will give a man, God will give a man car, a house, anything. He will give the man his life. For when a man has the life of God, that life will produce everything he needs on earth. You have a gift of God, and that gift is called a gift of salvation. Christians have the gift. The gift is meant for the whole world, but not everyone in the world has the gift. And you know, most times people jealous or envious. When, when you see with, with, with good deeds, say, so I don't mind, I don't mind. That good is not, it's fake. No, it's not fake because they don't have it. The reason the world will hate you is because they don't have the gifts you have. The, 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 the reason is as though hell it's only because you don't have the gifts they have. If you can understand that the reason everything is not going the way it's going the world is because of the gifts we have in Christ. The world don't have the gift. Therefore, don't expect them to love you. And when you have such valuable gifts, you are expected to do what? To treasure them and keep them. In fact, if possible, make them count. Grow them, improve on them. 
when you have gifts that are of high value, you preserve them, you cherish them, you keep them. And how do we keep this gift? We keep this gift by the word and prayer. But tonight, before I close, there are basic steps in the kingdom for spiritual growth. I call them basic, fundamental. Fundamental steps. That every believer must employ to preserve these gifts and improve on them. Not as though you can improve on salvation, no. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that you can, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can maximize, you can, you can, you can treasure it, you can, you can, you can, you can make it shine bright and bright and make it, make it more, 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 uh, um, what we're going to use now, uh, make it um, um, so, so shine that the world will, will, will appreciate it the more. The basic steps. For spiritual growth in the kingdom. And I'll give us four this evening in quick succession. And before I start this evening, let me tell you this. Wherever there's something of value, it draws attention to burglars. Wherever there's something of high value, it draws attention to high burglars. Wherever there's something of very, very high value, it draws attention to specialized burglars. That's why in locations you have different kind of seats. You have regular, or you have very regular, you have normal, you have VIP. You have VIP, you have VIP, all those things. Why? Because of the of the of the of the of the essence of what they carry. You see, the devil wants to steal. John ten ten. Bible says, "For the thief cometh but what to kill, to steal, and destroy. But I've come that they may have life and have life in abundance." Why is he coming to steal? Because there's something he has seen there that needs. And he doesn't have it. So you must understand that your salvation is precious to you. And he's doing everything to attack you because of it. So hold on to your faith. Hold on to your gifts. The gift of salvation of God is the undoing of Satan. It is your gift that takes you out of his realm. It is your gift that gives you a place in the kingdom of God. It's your salvation. Therefore, you hold it tenaciously. Because he's striving with you to snatch it. Don't let him hold it precious. One of the first basic rules I'm going to give you tonight. For kingdom spiritual growth is one the word. So it would be the word. You know, sometimes you might think that these things are, are things you know. No, you don't. You can't overknow it. The first principle I'm going to share tonight in kingdom spiritual growth is the word. How often do you listen or read the word? It's a basic principle. It's a first basic. Now these are the basics. If you know that your gift is valuable and, and, is, and is for you is precious, you must learn to read the word and listen to the word of God. It is the word of God that feeds your spirit. The way you eat food to feed your flesh, you eat God's word to feed your spirit. Jesus said to you and I, this Jesus speaking to you in, 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 
in, in Matthew 4 verse 4, he says, Man will not live by bread alone, by bread alone, but by every word, every word, every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. That means as, 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 as born again believers, you are not meant to live by, by, by food alone. That means your existence is not, it's not based on food alone. That means it's saying to you that there's a part of you that doesn't need food, but there's something in you that eats the word of God. And for you to truly live, that part of you must be fed regularly. And that part of you that regularly, that truly lives, does not feed on food, on, 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 on things mundane, but it feeds on the word of God. Hallelujah. If the devil wants to get you in the corner, he takes the word of God from you. What word away from you? That's why you cannot afford to go through a whole day without stopping the word or in the world. And I found out in, in, in my study with God that the more you read God's word, the more you want to read God's word. Hallelujah. For God's revelation is embedded in His word. So the very first principle is the principle of the word of God. Proverbs four twenty. My son, attend to my words. For us to survive this time, to survive the day in which we are in, these days of for the way we have to stay with God's word. That is how we grow. Amen. Don't 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 wait to be spoon fed by somebody online that will tell you share, share, share. You are looking for prayer, quick, quick things, quick, quick, quick ways to knowing God. No, there are no quick ways to knowing God. God has told us how we gotta know Him and knowing Him we follow His principle. And the first one is word, the principle of the word. Read and listening to the word of God. My son, attend to my words, verse 20. Incline your ears to my saying. Keep these words in the midst of thine heart. No, not about from the eyes. For what? They are life to those that find them and health to all the flesh. Our sudden child of God, if you are looking for life and health, put God's word before your very eyes. Don't wait to be spoon fed by, 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 by preachers online, by prayer merchants online, by prophets online. Today they are everywhere claiming to be who they are not. You are meant to stay with the word of God. The true life of God is embedded in his word. Hallelujah. Let my word not depart from the eyes, keep them in the midst of their heart, for they are alive to those that find them and held to their flesh. So the first principle tonight I'm going to mention quickly as I close is the word two. You chew the word of God. When I chew the word of God, I mean you meditate on God's word. This can't be overemphasized. You can never go without reading the word and um, staying on it in the place of meditation. Now, when you check, what do you do? You ask questions. What does this mean? What is the Lord trying to say? Lord, show me what you mean by this. And, and when, you, when you start asking those questions, you are meditating on the word. This is the process of how your spirit truly grows in God. Because this is how you are grounded in the faith. God wants you grounded. I pray tonight that God will establish the word in your spirit. We are pilgrims on the earth, we are strangers. It's God's words that guide us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 1, verse 1 through 4. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. God says you are blessed if you don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor stand in the ways of sinners, nor sit in the seat of his comfort. But when your delight is in the law of the law, you see that, and the law you do what? You meditate. When delight is in reading the word, and in the word you meditate day and night, you shall be. You know, when someone pray for you, I want to pray for you right now. Share, 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 share. You are like, no. It, it didn't say someone prays for you. No, it says you read and what? Meditate. Your reading and meditation makes you like a tree. 
No one can give you the tree of life without the word and meditation. So you learn to chew on the word. You cannot. See, you see, I don't, don't wait until I pray for you to be blessed. No. There are things the Bible has said you should do. If you do them, you don't even need to be prayed for to be blessed. The first one here for blessing of God in the kingdom is that you do not work in the council of God, the ungodly one. If you can do that, first you are blessed. Two, you don't stand in the ways of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Now, if you can do the three things, one, you are blessed. Two, your delight me. The moment you delight in God's word to read and meditate, you are blessed. See, a man like that, or a man like that would be like a word, a tree. Not as ordinary free, but a free that is planted. That's why you, you will not lack, actually, if you are a reader and a meditator on God's word. God says once you live like this, it, you, it, it, it makes you a tree automatically. So one of the ways to get above poverty is not only by sowing a, a tarot dollar seed, but by reading and word, meditating on God's word. So he chose the word of God. Read for me tonight Psalm 119 verse 99. Quickly, write it down. Psalm 119 verse 99. I'm giving you the basic principles for kingdom growth. And I'm going to continue sometime in the next class. Read for me please. I have more understanding, I have more understanding than, all my than all my teachers. Thy testimonies are my meditation. You see that? That means God gives us understanding more than our age if we meditate on His Word. He makes us wiser than our age, than the world system when we meditate on God's Word. That's the reason tonight I'm encouraging every one of you to take time to meditate on God's Word. But you see, you can't meditate on the Word of God without first reading the Word. So reading comes before meditation. God can't say it this clearly. He says, I have understanding more than my teachers because thy testimony, and I've told you, if you've heard about the testimony, it means God's word. Psalm says that. It's my meditation. Sometimes the reason we are clueless about some things in life is because we don't have God's word. That is true. Sometimes the reason we go to ask strangers for counsel. Someone says, you, you, someone needs counsel for marriage and, 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 and is asking a divorcee for counsel. That's dumb. Sometimes the reason some people look to horoscope, to, to, some, to some foolish things on this earth that would give them more into more trouble is because they don't have God's word. It says, I have understanding. I'm wiser than the ancient. I'm wiser than my teachers. That means God says, I can make you wiser than the time and the age if only you can do what? Meditate on my word. Tonight, quickly, as I close, I want to finish this. I'm giving you a spiritual principle for growth. Grow into what? Grow because you have been saved. And God expects you to grow in Him. The third one for tonight, as I'm going to say, is breathing the word. It means praying the word. Prayer. Prayer is essential for us. Prayer is one of the words by which we go pray, especially in unknown tongues, and even in your known tongue. What is prayer? Prayer simply means communion with God, discussing, having fellowship with Him, hearing Him and Him hearing you, talking to God. That's what prayer is. Prayer is a, a means by which you grow spiritually. It's a basic principle. The word meditation, thought prayer. You see Luke 11 from verse 1. They said Jesus teach us to pray. Luke 18 1. Jesus said, Men always ought to pray and not to pray. First Thessalonians 5 verse 17. Paul said, pray 
without ceasing. Ephesians 6 18, praying always. Colossians 4 verse 3, it says, cease not to pray for us. There's always prayer in the Bible. So you must learn to pray always. So we say always. So one of the ways we grow in the spirit is by prayer. Now I can't overemphasize and I'm going to say it over and over and over again. You must create times of prayer. Times of study. Times of meditation. This is how God speaks to you. This is how you are renewed. This is how you are strengthened. This is how you are able to continue in the things that pertain to God. If you don't do these things, your spiritual anchor is weakened. Lastly tonight, the fourth principle, like I said, I'm going to share, is sharing the word, evangelism. It's amazing how evangelism makes you grow. It's a basic principle of struggles. Tonight, I will stop it tonight. But the fourth principle of basic principle for growth in the spirit is evangelism. Mark 15, 16. Jesus Christ said to them as he was leaving the earth. I love that scripture. He said, Go ye to the whole world and preach the gospel to all nations. He that believe and baptized shall be saved. And these signs shall show them that believe. Read on and on, you find that it's called the great sending force to the whole world. He that shares the faith grows in the faith. He that communicates the faith gets established in the faith. He that strengthens others in the faith, he himself is strengthened in the faith. So one of the ways by which we are strengthened in God in this time and growing Him is by what? By sharing the gospel. Hallelujah tonight. First Peter 3.15 It says, But sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready to give an answer to everyone that asks you. 2 Corinthians 5.19 Last time we here tonight. To wit, that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the whole world unto himself and has given unto us all the ministry of reconciliation. Tonight you have a gift from God. It's called the gift of what? Of salvation. And gifts are important in life because of the value, the occasion and the giver. The value is eternal. The occasion is the cross, and the giver is God Himself. And therefore, we need to grow and preserve this gift. And how do we preserve this gift? By what? One, the Word. Two, meditation. Three, prayer. Four, evangelism. So, how are you doing in the first one, the Word? Evaluate yourself tonight. How are you doing on the second one? Meditation. How are you doing with prayer? How are you doing with evangelism? By your hearts tonight, everybody, let's pray. As the Lord tonight to strengthen you. As the Lord to help you grow in Him. Talk to the Lord tonight about the Word. Tell him about your desire to want to read the word. And ask him to help you read the word. Let every obstacle that hinders you from reading the word, studying the word, be taken away from you. Talk about tonight. Tell him. Lord, I know that without me on the word, within the word, praying and sharing the word, I can't grow. And Lord, I desire to grow in you. Lord, help me take away every hindrance that keeps me away from the word.
from chewing the word, from praying and sharing your word. Lord, bring me into this reality tonight. That I find my place and my usefulness in the kingdom. Pray tonight in the name of Jesus. That you may grow in faith and abound unto every good work. Thank you, Father God. You see, today as I pray in the name of Jesus, that the Lord will strengthen you as He as He prompts you, you yield. Because your usefulness in the kingdom is directly tied to your spiritual growth and maturity. And the step from which you grow is by staying on the word of God, reading and listening. By meditation on God's word, chewing and staying on it. By prayer, talking to God, and by evangelism. Lord, I thank you tonight for this word. I pray, Lord, that emotes your people. Thank you, Lord, because we grow God tonight. We'll leave the level that we are in to a higher level. Thank you, God, because this world will mature us. We pray for grace and strength to be doers. Help us seek after the kingdom and its righteousness. Let that light shine. Keep us above the world. Help us put our flesh under. That your light might shine forth through us and in us. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you tonight for listening. We'll meet again on Saturday. Same time. I want to remind us again that this Sunday is our outreach. Just go on the word. It's just the doers of the word that are blessed. Why not do the word? Why not just obey? Share the faith. And the plan we have in church this Sunday is one, bring one. So, so prepare to bring one. Just make up your mind. And you will do it. Tonight I challenge you and I encourage you in God. Reconcile men back to Him. For He has given unto you and I the means of reconciliation. Will you reconcile men back to Him? I pray God gives you strength, boldness, and grace. Thank you for listening. The Lord bless you. We we'll see you again Saturday, same time, same hour. Good night, and God bless you all in Jesus' name. Amen.